It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm Beckler. Holy crap, it's November. It's I'm November. Shauna, by the way. And winter arrives in Calgary today. We're supposed to get dummied with snow. And then Lake Louise opens on Friday, so that's perfect. Pretty good timing. I mean, yeah. I'm glad it's today and not yesterday. No kidding. Halloween's more fun when you're not tramping through a foot of snow, so. Totally. And I was looking at, like, Toronto is supposed to be, like, 18 degrees <laughs> today. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, they had a really rough fall, though. They had, yeah, a, that's true. They had a colder fall than we did. We so. had a beautiful fall, so I'm not yeah. even really complaining. No. Nope. I was pushing my big snowblower out yesterday. I was, like, rearranging the shed. Bringing the winter stuff out, putting the summer stuff in. And I was pushing my big snowblower out. This woman walking by was like, uh oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, that's not uh, a good sign. Winter is coming. Not a good sign. No. Um, well, we keep this fairly quick here. I got to host a show in Red Deer today. We've got a lot of people down right now with illness. Yeah. We've got some COVID yeah. in places. Uh, it seems like there's a bunch of different things going around. There's flus, there are colds. Yeah. There's the street virus known as COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just get into this here after your out-of-context clip of the show. Where's the party? Get the forks, Jonathan. <laughs> Six of them. Six forks for two people. DNS in 20 minutes or less. I forgot to tell you yesterday, Shauna, something happened at the hotel between you and I after the show on oh Saturday. Oh, my God. This was hilarious. My wife, McKenna, and the friends I was with, we were howling. We thought this was the funniest thing ever. And we got back to the room, so, and I, I was, oh, yeah. So you, it was late. We had we'd come back from the venue to the hotel, and like I'd showered this orange body paint off me as best I could and we were ready to go look for like an after party. Yeah, it was probably like 2.30 in the morning or something like that. We were kind of milling around the hotel like waiting to see who was going to have the party and nobody wanted to and we bumped into your friend Jonathan who you had brought with you to One Weekend Only. Yep. And we we saw him by the elevators and he was holding six forks and we're like Hey man, what's with all the forks? And we kind of like, we almost like bullied him into the corner. We're like, what are you doing with those forks, Jonathan? And he's like, oh, uh, Sean has got some tiramisu up in the room. I'm just waiting for her. And we're like, oh, cool. And then what are you guys doing? And then you walked in at that moment and you just like burned right past us. You didn't make eye contact with me or my, or the people I was with or say hello to us or anything. You're just like, Bleh. got on the elevator and you disappeared and went up. And I was like, she wants that tiramisu bad. Like she didn't even say hi. <laughs> I hadn't seen oh you since God. like earlier in the night, and you didn't even look at us. It was so funny. It's like she is. That's a hungry girl. I she felt so bad. Tiramisu going. I got back to the room and I was like, I'm gonna have to apologize to Beckler and McKenna later because this is awful. We were so howling. We, we're like, <laughs> we were outside right before that, and so there were, as you were saying, nobody wanted to host the party. Right? No. So I've been, we've talked on the air and we've joked about how my room is normally the, the party room after. So everybody outside was like, hey, hey, are you going to have the party room? And I'm like, no, no, I'm no, I, I'm not doing that this year. Like, because it was already 2.30. I'm yeah. like, if I host people. You commit to being up till like, five in the morning. And yeah. there are so many people that were just rearing to go. So here I am like trying to sneak outside of that. And then I see you guys and I'm like, oh no. And you and McKenna were good, but you had a couple people with you who were like on another level. And I was just like. 
man, I want to invite them back. But I'm like, those people are going to bring the rest of the party because we know how this is going to go. So I was like trying to remember, and I was going to explain this. And then the doors are shutting on the elevator. And my friend Jonathan is extremely high at this point, And his eyes are super, and he's holding six forks. And he's backing in like, bye. And that's the end of the exchange. Quick, Jonathan, bring the forks. Speak to I no one. I need it now. And you're we're right, though. The, the, the two fellas that did end up hosting the party, like, I wonder how late they were up. I, I, didn't, I didn't go later, but I heard, like, you, you couldn't even, like, shut the door behind you. There were so many bodies in the room. So. Uh, a couple people I talked to the next morning said they didn't go to bed. And it oh, was they eight. just, like, partied right through? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, those poor guys. <laughs> you, you can't be the... Like, I've learned my lesson, but it was it was a next level. Like, everyone was just on where it was just like, oh, this we were, is even more so. Everyone was so cranked up from grandson said, yep. I think. That they're just like, all right, more. Yes. <laughs> where do we go next? Also hilarious that you guys... Where's the tiramisu? You guys just hovering by the elevator. <laughs> Where's the party? Where's the party? Get the forks, Jonathan. <laughs> Six of them. Six forks for two people. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. So as we started doing these small town news segments uh, where we just kind of talk and make fun of, or not make fun of, but talk about how the headlines in small towns are very different than the ones in big cities, right? Like things like an all-way stop, like get the last one. It's small, a big deal. Small news items. Small news which items. Which said is kind of refreshing from, <laughs> totally. you know, the doom and gloom that you read in big city news. So Yes, exactly. Uh, but I've noticed a bit of a trend as I've been in my travels looking up different, you know, small town newspapers and that kind of thing. A lot of them are just called like my blank, like my Grand Prairie. Right? Yeah, and I think they're all run by the same organization, are they not? I don't know, maybe, I but there's so. like a my Chestamere or something. Like they're, they're, yeah. they all kind of start with my. And I was like, that's really funny. And, and it sounds great for most of the places, but there are also a few places that that wouldn't work quite as well for. <laughs> like my <Such> Balzac. <laughs> My Balzac would not work quite as well. Even Will Balzac ever not be funny? No, you think? Not. As I was passing through all this, I was like, like even my Cochrane is going to sound a little funny. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very immature. I understand this. But I was just like, nope, that would not fly. For There's a reason that Balzac does not follow the same trend as the other places. And there's so many towns in Alberta I know. that are like that. I recently, I had a video on TikTok take off. It was talking about Balf, the town. Yeah. Of, my Balf is funny too. It is. Um, We've made fun of Balf. Like, you can't not. I mean, sorry. Even just like my Beaver Lodge yeah. still doesn't work quite the same way, well, you there, know? There were so many responses in that video where people were like, what about this town? Yeah. Like, what about my my Harry Hill? Like, yeah. you can't nope, do that. that's my, not going to work. My Dog Pound? Nope. 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 There's just a few that... Like, here are the top headlines from my balls act. I'm just... <laughs> my phallus? Oh, my God. My bonar? Yeah, like, nope. None of these none are of okay. These, none of these will work. <laughs> no. B and S in 20 minutes or less. I got a white girl phrase for you. Awesome. Pretty good one. Uh, and I also think we should take this opportunity to shout out our friend Paul's Halloween costume at One Weekend Only. Oh, my God. <sighs> He like, was I a wanted, white girl. I wanted to give him the costume contest win, but it felt a little too self-serving. No, I did too. <laughs> I know. It was unbelievable. So he dressed with this white coat and he put all these white girl sayings on it. And then he was full out dressed like a white girl. He had fake nails on. He did He did it all. He brought his own wine glass and drank all of his drinks through this wine glass that was stenciled with some white girl saying. Yes, uh, he had this clear plastic like purse <laughs> with all these leftover like wine. Oh my god! Everything about it. it was so he was good. in high heels and a skirt, yeah. and he wore it all night long with this ridiculous wig. He was a full out white girl. It was hilarious. It was definitely one of my favorite costumes for the weekend. Yeah. I actually he- asked if I could keep the coat. I wanted to frame it in here. <laughs> 
That would be awesome. I, I know. I, I, he probably threw it out. But I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, I would love to have that framed because it's hilarious. That's a piece of one we can only memorabilia it right is. there. It is. Yes. Yeah. It was art. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, this white girl phrase actually comes from a song. And this is kind of dangerous because if we open this up to songs, then like it could get real messy here. It's a whole Pandora's box. Yeah. But I realized that we've already did it once with Sans Soleil by Arcade Fire. We did. Or sorry, not by Alexis on Fire. Yes. Um, which had some real white girl phrases in it in the lyrics. So this is uh, the song Stupid Boy by Keith Urban. My wife McKenna was playing this the other day. And I'll, the first verse, the whole thing is a white girl phrase. I'll read it to you. She was precious like a flower. She grew wild, wild but innocent. Oh my God. A perfect prayer in a desperate hour. She was everything beautiful and different. <sighs> okay. <sighs> that is... And then this is the part where I thought it really takes wow. off. How's that? You can't fence that in. It's like holding back the wind. Wow. I mean, all of those could be on a journal that you buy at Chapters for <laughs> sure. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know which one is my favorite of all those. What you'd even go with. How many... Uh... How many Paul's costumes out of 10 does this one get, Sean? 14. <laughs> D and S in 20 minutes or less. We always like to discuss news people, news reporters, and the way that they speak. It's a very particular way of doing it. Um, and here's another epic news term that I thought of recently. Purported. Oh. It's almost as good as allegedly. We always laugh about how allegedly, allegedly is the news reporter's favorite term ever. And purported is right up there. Like, that is a term that you don't hear, you don't use outside of news the news world. You really don't. You know what I'm saying? Nobody says purportedly unless you're... You're in the news. Reading the news. That's yep. it. It sounds very official, and it is another one of those terms for sure. Like, And does it mean the exact same thing as allegedly? It, it sure does. Okay. They just really like to to come up with terms that are only used that way uh, in the news world. But Supposedly I, is slightly different, isn't it? Supposedly... Kind of in the same vein? It's just not official, though. And right. that one, like, normal people use, right? Whereas if you want it in more of an official capacity, yeah, that's when you're going to throw alleged or purported. Right. I'd say, like, uh, well, supposedly she was going to meet me here in an hour. You wouldn't say, purportedly. Purportedly. <laughs> The suspect allegedly escaped. He purportedly left on foot, and he's allegedly being pursued. The suspect is reported to have purportedly... <laughs> I can't even do it. The suspect allegedly purported that the alleged escape was purportedly alleged. It's like, what? And you throw in a reportedly, too, in there, and you got purportedly, oh reportedly, allegedly, supposedly. The suspect reportedly, allegedly, just, you can't even... Oh, my God. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Recently on the show, we were laughing about how the British monarch has a bagpiper wake them up. Yeah. Uh, this was true of Queen Elizabeth. It's now true for King Charles. And he plays for 15 minutes every morning. Which is a lot of bagpipes. That's a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the bag. That is a lot of bagpipe. Then we got a message from friend of the show, Evan. Okay, so I just listened to you guys talk about um, King Charles's bagpiper and I've been wanting to figure this out and you guys probably have better reach to do this so I have a theory that you have to have the majority of your ancestry be Scottish in order for you to like bagpipes because anytime I've spoken to someone who says I absolutely hate bagpipes no Scottish background anytime you meet someone who isn't Scottish but loves the bagpipes their ancestry background ancestral background is scottish so i'm just wondering if you guys could get to the bottom of this what makes you like or dislike bagpipe is it a genetic thing 
just a theory. Probably completely ludicrous, but just a theory. What do you think, Shauna? I tend to disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Uh, also, okay, I like bagpipes. Just the idea of 15 minutes of it is a lot of bagpipe. And I don't so know... So do you like it if you can't handle 15 minutes of it? Do you really like it? I suppose. I mean... Because I like alternative music and I can handle more than 15 minutes of alternative. But bagpipes so. isn't meant to be listened to like full <laughs> albums of bagpipes, I don't feel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that is even for Scottish people, although maybe I'm wrong. And in that case, then yeah, maybe that is the case. If yeah, it's like a ceremonial instrument, right? An instrument that's of how war. I see it, it's like, yeah, right? I see it as a, an instrument that's just not designed to be listened to for an hour at a time. But again, <laughs> if there are people in Scotland who have full albums of bagpipes that they listen to quite frequently, then maybe uh, I am wrong on that. Maybe uh, Evan's theory is correct. Yeah, in that case. I, I mean, I think there's been research done into like whether the, I mean, the music that we prefer, is it genetic? Is it environmental? You know, is there some? Is it hardwired in our brain that we like certain sounds, certain melodies, or is it... You know, is it what you're exposed to when you're yes. growing up? Is it? And I know the same. They've done the same sort of research into like taste, like what, like not just taste in music, but like what tastes good on your tongue. Yeah, and I mean, I do agree that different cultures like the sounds of different notes based on it being growing, like growing up in those. Like there is notes that we hear that are just these really awful dissonant notes yes. to us here that in other parts of the world are part of their music and they like it there. So So the question is, is that genetic or is that because it's what they're used to? It's what we're used to. I think yeah, I think it's just exposure. I also wonder too if like if you are Scottish and you hear the bagpipes do you really enjoy it or do you is is there like a like a swelling of Scottish pride that you feel? Like is it does it trip some emotion in you? Like I'll give you another example. On the very coldest nights, I'm reminded of you know, growing up in Saskatchewan and how cold it was there and the fun that we would have in the winter and stuff yes, even if it was cold. It's nostalgia. And I don't enjoy those super cold nights nope. here, but I do get this nice warm feeling about, you know, what it was like growing up. Yeah. So, like if is I, it like that? I mean, the last post, for example, you hear that and like, I I will get goosebumps. Right? Yeah. And, that's, and I think everybody is the same in that. It's just, again, an instrument that's a little bit different. Also, like people who love violin, for example, or who will come up to me and con like constantly comment on that are it's because they they haven't they don't know how to play it. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of exposed to something that you're you're like, that's kind of unique. So I don't even if you're like a big classical music fan? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's those people who are most impressed by it because they haven't tried to play it themselves you know so i also think there's this enormous respect for people who aren't that exposed to for example bagpipes when they see it they're like wow it's more impressive i don't think it's less hmm. because there's just no foreign How does that tie into the genetic thing though it doesn't tie into the genetics okay. just just talking about scottish people liking bagpipes more and i'm like no but like sometimes if it's different very different from you culturally you're even more impressed by it i so. guess so but like you said bagpipes i'm like oh cool bagpipes yeah and five minutes later i'm like huh yes bagpipes again i'm very curious <laughs> if there are scottish people out there though who listen to full albums of bagpipes often please let me know because i'm curious now bns in 20 minutes or less we got a few interesting messages on the subject here mm -hmm. uh one person said they read a really interesting book called this is your brain on music and they said it was a bunch of psychological studies on music and they said that exposure is the main basis for musical taste but also intrinsic personality comes into play, which they admitted could be affected by culture or exposure. Totally. Sounds like a fascinating read. Uh, my mom has read a lot of those books uh, because she's a music teacher and she's very involved, obviously, in music. And there are some fascinating ones, like the Mozart Effect is another one that's really, really cool. Is that where you play music for kids? Uh, that one is, it. yeah, and it talks about just the healing powers of, of music in different ways and, and what music can actually do for people, which is pretty cool, so... 
We also got a message from friend of the show, Debbie. And Debbie is from Scotland. She and her husband, Andy, are good friends of the show. And she said, Scottish folks hearing bagpipes is just as Beckler described. You get goosebumps and it's very nostalgic. It brings happy tears to the eyes. More than 10 minutes, it's not such happy tears. More like sore tears. Sore ears. So, that's from Debbie. So, she was agreeing that, I mean... Again, I love bagpipes. I didn't say I didn't like bagpipes, but listening to it for a full album's worth is where I was like, I wouldn't draw. I would draw the line there. And then a few people mentioned bands like Dropkick Murphys and stuff, which prominently use bagpipes. And in a band is totally different. That's just that's not the same. It's just straight pipes, you know, acapella pipes. That's what acapella pipes. Acapipes. Uh, one person messaged and said, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I am going to repeat it, um, that. The bagpipes aren't even actually considered an instrument. They're considered a weapon because in war, the pipers were the one that the led soldiers into battle. Well, it's kind of like drums, right? Like, like war drums. War drums. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see that as well. I mean, to be fair, you wouldn't sit and just listen to straight drums necessarily for a full album either, right? Like, just like straight marching snare? Yeah. Like, <laughs> after about 10 minutes of that, also. <laughs> all right, all right. That would be enough <laughs> snare. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So, before Halloween, Beckler, we were talking about how some of the big costumes could be certain things. We were kind of debating what we thought they might be. Trying to make our predictions, yeah. Making some predictions. Um, and then one of the things that we missed on, and one of the most obvious costumes that we didn't even say, was the Jeffrey Dahmer costume. Yeah, and we got a bunch of messages from people Tons that said people. Jeffrey Dahmer is going to be one of the big ones. Because at the time we were talking about this, the, the Dahmer shows were like one and two on Canadian Netflix. Yes, and they were for quite some time. Yeah. And everybody I was talking to ever was bringing up the Dahmer series. Yeah. So I was like, that makes perfect sense. I didn't see a single Dahmer. I didn't either, now that you mention it. I got thinking about that, and I was like, I didn't see... Is it because it's too creepy? Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was just like... Like too, too close? weird? Yeah. Yeah. Because it... I mean, it's a real story, right? And like whether, you know, some of it was a bit embellished, let's say, in the series, regardless, it's a horrifying story. So I was like, I wonder if it was <laughs> too creepy for Halloween. Could something be too creepy for Halloween? Like, I wonder if any guy who like, could pull the look off thought about it and was like, well, no one's going to talk to me all night. Well, that's what I was thinking, like, too. It's going to ruin like, my night. Especially if you're single. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not luck. a good costume if you want to pick somebody up. Oh, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> like, well, I don't care if it's just a costume. That's not turning me on right now. Yeah, that could have been it. That could have, because you're right, I didn't see one. I didn't see one out. I didn't see one on social nope. media. I did not see a Dahmer this year. Mm-mm. No. Although then I got thinking about it and I was like, I didn't really see a lot of repeat costumes at all. Like, I didn't see a big theme. And every year I seem... To, to notice that there's a, a theme where you'll see several costumes of the same right. thing, right? Like, we thought there might be some Ted Lasso characters, and yep. I saw a couple Ted Lasso characters. You're right. Um, a couple of them here and there, though. Like yeah. Top Gun, a couple of them. Saw, saw a few Top Guns. Uh, Ghostbusters, because I guess the resurgence in Ghostbusters, but... I saw one Hocus Pocus, and it was a very good Hocus Pocus. You're but right. But there weren't as many as I thought there were going to be. No, no. I saw a couple Hocus Pocuses, but it was weird. There was there was no overwhelming winner when it no. came to what people were for Halloween this year. Didn't see a queen? No. Maybe people are, like, conscious of that. Maybe. Like too many years where, like, everyone went as the costume, so, like... Either that or I was thinking there's just so much content... <laughs> when it comes to certain movies and things that, you know, it's just kind of spread out now, right? Yeah. Rather than the big blockbuster movie, there's like, there's that, yes, but then all the big series and everything. So maybe it kind of just spreads out a little more evenly than it used to. Could be. The Could Dahmer be. thing, more... though. Hmm. 
I think ne- I still think next year you should try to pull off the queen. I think you would make a hilarious little queen. I think I will next year. Yeah, this year I didn't have quite enough time and I wasn't quite committed enough. But yeah, next year for sure. It'd still be relevant, I think. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, the queen will be relevant for quite some time. V&S in 20 minutes or less. This is a bit odd. Uh, my kids are off school today. Catholic what? schools are off today. Why? Uh, it's apparently faith day. Oh. Faith Day. I didn't know that was a thing. Sorry. You know, I didn't I go to Catholic did, school. Well, I did, and I've never heard of Faith Day before. Oh, okay. So I said, because McKenna's like, the boys don't have school tomorrow. And I said, That's on strange. a Tuesday? Yeah. November 1st? She's like, yeah, it's Faith Day. She said, this is her theory. She thinks that they, they took this day off, because I think the teachers are still working, but they, maybe they don't want the kids there, because they've been up late, and they're <laughs> cranked on candy. That's her theory. Okay. Like, well, that makes cause fair. What's Faith Day? The kids are little crab heads today, so they're like, "No, we're gonna let's put it. Let's put, no." Day after Halloween's probably a tough day in classrooms. I would think. I would imagine with the so. younger students. And also, I mean, if the teachers want to get after it a little on Halloween too, they may have had maybe had some Halloween cocktails last night. We'll call it Faith Day. Yeah. And there will be no students in class. Perfect. That day. <laughs> Oh, it is fun. All Saints Day today. Oh. Today's All Saints Day. Tomorrow is All Souls Day. So in honor of that, uh, Shana, what's your favorite saint? Two three eight nine nine two nine two three eight nine nine. I've always been a Saint Joseph of Arimathea kind of guy. How about you? Two three eight nine nine two eight two three eight nine nine two nine. Sherry from Chaparral says Joan of Arc is hers. Oh, she's, she's a, a baddie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sherry in Cougar Ridge says Saint Vincent, the patron saint of wine. Oh. <laughs> Next morning. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I don't know why I even got looking into this, but I learned where the word alarm comes from yesterday. So it comes from the Italian alarme, which is essentially the same, which just means all arms. It comes from all arms or two arms. So is it like a call to arms? So it's a call to arms. And that's why when you think about alarm and what it means, that's... You raise the alarm? Yep. Yep. So I was like, ah, that's super simple. So we're just yelling. It's just a short form of all to arms, essentially, or go get your guns. Odd that we choose that word to to describe what we wake up to in the morning. (laughs) But it wakes you up, right? It's just it's still like a get up and go, go do it, but not quite go and get your your arms anymore. But yeah, so that was really funny. But then I was reading about uh, where the word gun comes from. Uh, So it comes from the name of a weapon from the 14th century. There was this enormous cannon at Windsor Castle back then called the Domina Ganilda. It's absolutely massive, just this huge cannon. The Domena Ganilda. Yes. So you can Google it. You'll see it. But um, many think that that cannon was given that name after the woman's name, Gunhilder. Okay. Which is a Norse name, and it comes from the combined words for war and sword. So Gunhilder means war sword. Badass name. Yep. And that's why That is people, a serious cannon, too. You aren't kidding. Ass, no, it's wow. a, that's a big-ass cannon. Yeah. <laughs> The Dominican Ilda. But yeah, they think it was named after a war sword because, of course, it's obviously a, a war weapon. Uh, and then the name Ginilder, meaning war sword, is often shortened to gun. So that's where they think it came from. What language is that name from? It's Norse. It's Norse. Yeah. That's funny because, I mean, often, like, you said it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a woman's name, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously, feminine, or often feminine names are, like, very, <laughs> you know, flowy and pretty and gentle and stuff. And then... Yep. <laughs> In Norse countries, it's war sword. Yeah, there's a <laughs> few of them like that too. There's a few women's that's names awesome. from that. Yeah, I don't so know. Badass. Women were always associated with 
War and that kind of thing way back then in the Norse culture. So there you go. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Well, here we are on the first day of November. We and sure I are. already have a Terry of the Month nominee for you. Oh, good. This is from friend of the show, Evan. And he sent me a story about a lottery winner from Regina. This guy won a million bucks. His name is Terry. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, this is kind of funny. This is unrelated, but I was talking to a friend on the weekend who's a big fan of the show, and he said his dad listens sometimes, too, and his dad is a total Terry, but doesn't like our Terry segments. Well, because said, it's too close to home. He said he doesn't get it. Yep. He's like, I don't get it. What's funny about that? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because he is you're right. Terry. If you're too close to it, yeah. you can't see it. If you are Terry, then you don't. <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah. Why is that funny? That's normal. Why is it funny to cheer for the others? Yeah, what's <laughs> smoke darts. Oh my god, that's funny. That's <laughs> anyway, this Terry from Regina who won a million bucks. Um he says he, so he checked his ticket and he's like, Oh, that can't be right. And he went to the cashier and the cashier's like, Yeah, you won a million bucks. And he said the cashier was probably more excited than he was. And then they asked Terry what he was gonna do with his winnings. And he said, maybe a new van or a hot tub for my sore back. Oh, my God. Also, my girlfriend wants a combine for her farm up north. Okay. Terry. What a great answer. I oh, love that, that answer. that is everything It's so I practical. Want. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's not going to do anything crazy with it. Nope. He wants a new van. Yep. He wants a new van. He's got a sore back. He's been working hard. Also, he wants a, a hot van, tub. Terry? Wait, what are you doing with the van? van? Not a truck. Not a truck. Not a truck. It's weird. A van. Van. He likes to... Getting doing, I was gonna say, getting it, digging it with his more room to get it. His back old lady, there, so. yeah, yeah. He puts a mattress back there and goes to town. Okay, yeah. Well. He and his old lady gonna hop yeah. in the van and cross the country. That's what they're gonna do. Well, they're uh, gonna do that, and then they're gonna go hop on the combine and yeah. have some fun after he gets his back feeling better. Yes, of course. Get a hot tub for his sore back. Oh my god, that's it's hilarious. so funny too. Like, I mean, I'm guess a new combine is like all of your lottery winnings yeah. there, Terry. Like that's there they go. Yep. Um, and he said for his, his girlfriend's farm just up north, for her farm up north. I like that part, too. Just vaguely. she got a farm up north. She needs a new combine. Is that like, a, does it have some sort of secret meaning we don't know about? <laughs> yeah, was it, like, is, is there something that... Combine for her farm up north? Combine is that for her farm up north. What something? does that mean? Yeah, Terry? Terry. Great Terry answer, though. That's I love how fantastic. practical it is. Terry's yep. a man after my own heart there. Good for him. Oh. Million dollar lottery winner from Regina Terry is our first Terry of the month nominee for November. BNS in 20 minutes or less. When you were away recently, Beckler. I was talking about how I learned that postmen have to undergo a fitness test. Really? To work for the Postal Service? To work for the Postal Service. Like, a friend of mine just became a postman and he had to go through a physical fitness test first. For Canada Post? For Canada Post. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either, but I was I was laughing a little bit because I was just envisioning this like postman training facility where all these postmen are training and they're like running up icy steps and dealing chased with just, by dogs. I was gonna say somebody's throwing a dog at you or like something like that. And you're just like, oh, okay, you can do it. Like, Mailman and dogs, lifelong enemies. Right. But yeah, I learned recently that truck drivers also have to undergo a fitness test. Some truck drivers also have that as part of the requirements before you get hired. I mean, it makes more sense for postal workers. It does, because you do have a lot of steps that you put yeah. in. But if they hire you and you can't do your route, then I get it. But, but why would a truck driver? I guess what, like when it comes to heavy loads or that kind of thing, you have to be able to huh. maneuver some things around. But I was just that like... surprises me. That uh, too is shocking to me. Like I was thinking, how many other jobs do you have to do a fitness test for? I mean, like police and police firemen and, fire, and that yeah. is very Military. obvious, but 
there's a lot of these other jobs that I had never thought of that are obviously the same thing. You have to do these fitness tests for, and I never would have, never would have thought. I can't even think of any others. And if like truck drivers on there, then maybe I just have no idea. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe there are plenty of jobs that require fitness tests. We just don't know about. Uh, radio does not require a fitness test, oh, no. everybody. Just, just so you know. Oh no! It's the opposite. In fact, like then, nope. There is no fitness test involved with just clicking that button there. Like you have a two and a half minute song. How fast can you smoke this dart and get back in? <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom's on the fourth floor. Can you speak for two Song's minutes without being uh, out of breath? Because that's all you need. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.